Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Today we continue our series titled The Journey with a message titled Above the Circumstances Part 2. This is a continuation of last week's message and we believe it'll be a tremendous blessing to you. Listen in, take notes, and I'll be with you at the end of the broadcast. We looked at Habakkuk chapter 2 last time, but I know very few people who've actually read Habakkuk chapter 1. <laughs> Amen. I know a lot of people will quote Habakkuk chapter 2. You start saying, write the vision. They say, oh, Habakkuk chapter 2. So what's in Habakkuk chapter 1? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1. And remember, dancing represents freedom. I want you to remember that. Dancing represents freedom. I want you to listen to this. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1, says the burden. And I'm going to stop right there. The burden. So this book starts out saying this book is a book about a burden, a weight, problem, an issue. A burden is something that weighs someone down. We often refer to a burden as being the pack that a camel or a mule is carrying. We put a burden on them. We load them up so that we don't have to carry it. (laughs) Amen. We load them up with a burden. We got the burden. This donkey's got a burden on his back. Camel has a burden on his back. It is a weight. It is something. It is all this stuff that's been packaged up, squozen into a spot and placed on the back of this creature. But in this case, this is a burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. See, some burdens you're carrying some burdens you witness. Sometimes you witness a burden. You see an injustice. You see something and it becomes a burden for you. It becomes a burden in your heart. It becomes a weight in your heart that becomes hard to manage. And it's hard to hold. It becomes so weighty that it, it causes you trouble. And you witness things and you see things in the world and you say, man, what do I do about this burden? And so the prophet looks and sees this, and verse 2 says, O Lord, how long shall I cry? I'm seeing burdens that are making me cry. I'm witnessing things that are making me want to cry. How long have I got to cry? (laughs) How many of y'all felt like you saw something that made you want to cry? Amen. Amen. If you live in America, you've seen something. Amen. Amen. Make you want to cry. Amen. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you not hear? Sometimes you're crying out and you feel like God doesn't hear you. And how, excuse me, even cry out to you. Violence! It's like, Lord, I'm not just seeing burdens. I'm seeing violence out there. And you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity? Why am I seeing this stuff, Lord? Why am I seeing it? Why are you letting me see all this stuff? 
Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For the plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Sounds pretty familiar, doesn't it? (laughs) Verse 4. Therefore the law is powerless. And justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous... Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Something happened and, and we had to call the police department. And so we called the police department and uh, it was a pretty situation needed to, to be addressed by the law. But the police didn't show up till the next day. And that night I wanted to be mad. I wanted to be mad at the police department. I was... I was you know, I'm, 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 going, I'm, going to the, I'm going to the council meeting. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm barking at what, all I'm, what I'm going to do. Amen. And then that night, I'm laying in the bed because they still haven't showed up. And I'm laying in the bed and the Lord said, the police department needs your love and your prayers. And I said, I ain't trying to love them and I ain't trying to pray. Because I called, and they didn't respond. And then what did the Holy Ghost do? He said, you, you, you tinkering around with Habakkuk chapter 2, read Habakkuk chapter 1. <laughs> <Amen. laughs> so instead of getting upset about what the law can't do, remember, you're not saved by the law. <laughs> You're saved by grace, through faith. It is a gift from God, not by your works or anybody else's works, lest somebody be able to brag or boast about it. Ephesians chapter (laughs) 2. He said, you sound like Habakkuk. How long I got to cry? How long I got to witness this? How long I got to see this? How long, how long, how long? (laughs) and he said didn't you preach something last week and I said yeah he said read it again (laughs) Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 says I will stand my watch and set myself on the wall and watch and see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected (laughs) I got corrected on the spot. And the Lord said, now I will show you what to do. And so my, my wife received a download from the Holy Spirit about what to do. And then the police department showed up the next day. And when they showed up, yeah, the next, this all happened that night. So the next day, the, the police department showed up. And when the police department showed up, after the Lord told me, you need, the police department needs your love and your prayers. The police department needs your love and your prayers. So I heard that that night. The next day, the police department shows up, and there's a male and a female police officer. And the female police officer turns out we knew the woman's mother. 
The mother had sang with Tammy in the gospel group when they were touring. They were all pregnant. Tammy and the lady were pregnant together. And Georgia Kenyon, the three of them were all pregnant together when they were on tour. And so here comes the police officer, come to the door. And who is it? It's this person. I ain't going to say their name. This person comes to the door. And when they come, why are they there? They're there because the police department needs our love and our prayers. And the Lord made it personal. He's going to send somebody we've known literally since they were formed in their mother's womb. Sent her to the door to encounter. And over the next few moments uh, from then and, and on to, I'll call these moments because they all are, the next couple of days, Tammy had been talking to some of the neighbors about different things. And we found out that people in this neighborhood are indebted, distressed, and discontented. That they're in their homes scared. They're afraid to come out of their homes. They're afraid to leave their homes. People who live right there. And so today... When we see Fatima come and we see her minister and dance, her ministry of dance, her freedom set you free. <laughs> see, her freedom, and I, and I watched her because I, ba- I was back in the back so I could see the whole room. And she danced up here and everybody's watching. And then she got personal with it. And she started swirling over people, sharing that, that freedom with people. And they, and they would respond, and they would, they would get the freedom. And then, then more people, and it started spreading, and it started going, because it only takes one free person to set a multitude free. <laughs> it only takes one free person to set other people free. And so, so Tammy and I now have a renewed faith because of what seemed like a trial. But the trial comes and the trial actually liberates you. And when you become liberated, you're now empowered to set other people free. Because see, what happens when two bound people come together, they share their bondage. And they describe their bondage to each other. And they feed off of their bondage. And pretty soon the bondage gets stronger because we confessed and declared the bondage over each other. And the bondage got stronger and stronger. And before we know it, before we know it the bondage is so strong, it was not just shackling our arms, now it's shackling our minds. And, and when, when sad stories come and sad stories start to penetrate our environment, then what happens is, is that eventually people start sharing the sad stories. And not that you shouldn't talk to each other or pray for each other. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they start to become something that we start to glory in. And everybody starts trying to tell a sadder story than somebody else. Somebody comes and tells you how bad it was bad it was, man. Man, my, I lost my circulation in my foot. They said, man, I lost mine in my whole leg. 
<laughs> so, so we start, oh, no, wait, wait, wait a minute, but you know what? I, I had, man, I had this thing. It was, it, was, it was up here, and it went all the way down. And innocently sharing, we start sharing. But we got to remember, that's what he's saying. How long I got to keep crying? God ain't doing nothing about this stuff. Why am I crying? I'm crying. God's not doing nothing. How long do I have to cry about all this stuff? How long I got to keep talking about this? (laughs) And then he came to his mind. He said in chapter 2, he said, man, I'm going to sit on this wall and see what God's going to say because I know he's going to correct me. (laughs) I know he's going to give me, he's going to make me change my tune. And then God speaks in verse 2. And we want to listen to this now in light of that. And that is, the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain. In other words, you want to know what I'm going to do? You want to know how long you're going to cry? Write this down. (laughs) Amen. Write this down. Write it down. Make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. In other words, whoever reads this is not going to sit around. Whoever reads this is going to get up and run with it. Run with this revelation. Write down this revelation. Write down what I'm going to say to you. Because if you really want to know how long you've got to cry, I'm going to tell you how long. (laughs) Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. In other words, you're in the middle of an experience. But the experience isn't permanent. When I was a kid and I learned math, I sat down and they taught me one plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. And so I got the mathematics down. They said, now we've got to teach you what happens when you take something away. When you take something away, one minus one is zero. Two minus one is one. And we started learning that. But what happens when one minus is two? You've got to cross the barrier of zero and you've got to go to the other side. And I said, okay, okay. And so I'm learning math and then I'm learning about whole numbers. And then I'm learning what happens when I go negative or positive. And then they say, now we're going to teach you about groups. Huh? Yes. If you have a group of three and you have a group of three, what does that equal? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, now you've got to learn how to multiply. Because now if you have three groups of three, how much does that equal? One, two, three, one, two, three. What, it equals nine. Yes. But you use math to explain multiplication. So we're going to teach you how to multiply so you don't have to keep adding up all the boxes. So we're going to take you a little higher and teach you something else. So then I learned multiplication and I got cocky with it. And I thought I knew something. Then they said, now we're going to show you how to divide. Oh, man. (laughs) Now I had to learn how to divide. So now I got math and subtraction. I got whole numbers and I got multiplication and I got division. And they say, now we're going to teach you what happens when you got to figure out when something's missing. What? 
Yes, the letter N is going to become your new friend. No, I don't want to learn N. Yes, N is now algebra. Now you're going to have to factor and make out what N equals. Oh, man, I don't want to learn that. So I learned that. And they said, now we're going to teach you how this applies to the real world. So we're going to teach you geometry. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, that's what it means. It's mathematics applied to the real world. Oh, but why is it all circles? And what? Because there's circles in your world. Now we're going to teach you trigonometry because there's also angles and triangles in your world. But I don't understand. I don't know what this means. You keep adding more things, but they're building the same foundation. Because from that very foundation of learning one plus one became all these sophisticated things, but they always boil down to the same roots. And so we're living in a world where there's fear and there's all these things, but really what it comes down to is be free to set people free. Amen. <laughs> Amen. People want to argue about a lot of stuff. We're arguing about religion and everything else, but you know what? Religion doesn't mean anything until you got the foundation, which was Christ sets us free. <laughs> Amen. And so if you can't get the Christ set us free right, then all the other stuff we add on it isn't going to make any difference. Just like you'll never understand calculus until you understand math. Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Until you have those foundations, there's no way for you to interpret all the other sophisticated stuff. So something as allegedly simple as a dance sets us free. Not complex. Not hard. Movement. Anointing. Freedom. So what's the vision? What's the vision? The vision is Jesus saying these words. I am the shepherd. And I am the door. Everybody that came before me was a thief. And everybody who cries to go another way. They're a thief too. I am the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And I will give my life for the sheep. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 10. It's better that you read it. (laughs) Hallelujah. John chapter 10. I can't read the whole thing because it's something you should meditate on verses 10 through 30. To really get the whole deal. But I'll give you this part. John chapter 10 verses 1 through 5. Jesus is trying to explain who he is to his disciples. Saying that he is a shepherd. They don't get it. <laughs> Verse 6 says. Jesus used this illustration. But they did not understand the things that he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again. Most assuredly I say to you. I'm the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it, what? More abundantly. You see, the sheep 
are in need of guidance. They need a shepherd. Amen? And they need a shepherd that guides them to a place, and that place is to Christ because He comes the door. He becomes the door, the gateway to coming in and out of the things of God. And in him saying that, he said, listen, this is what I came for. I came that there be a door, there be a way, a pathway. See, when you came into the church, all of us had a singular experience. And that is, you came through a door. And if you didn't come through the door, you're not in the church. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. If you didn't come through the door, you're not in the church. Amen. Well, same way, if you didn't come through Christ, you're not in him. Amen. And so when we come in him, you are safe. Amen. If it's raining outside and you walk in the door, the rain no longer has an impact on you. You will hear it on the roof, but you will not feel it on you. In Christ, there's all kinds of things happening in the world. But when you come through the door, you experience freedom. Now, when you're in the door, you can keep talking about the rain. (laughs) Or you can enjoy the freedom from the rain. Amen. See, what Satan wants us to do, he wants us to have us come out of the rain and keep talking about the rain. And keep talking about the rain. It's storming out there. I don't know. Well, man, I wonder if this roof is going to hold up. I wonder if the rain is going to come through the windows. I wonder if the rain is going to get to me. Don't you hear that rain? And he robs us of our freedom by getting us to focus on what's outside of Christ and not what's in him. Because once you come in, you're free. Amen. The dance reminded us that we're free. The dance reminded us, don't, don't, you're, you're in the house of worship. Don't, don't just stand in the house of worship. Enjoy the house of worship. Amen. Enjoy the house of worship. Get into it. Flow with it. Raise your hands. Let a tear fall if it's got to fall. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Allow him to come up, rise on the inside of you. Let God have his perfect work in you. Amen. Listen, I went, I went to this place uh, one evening and uh, the people were listening to music and they were getting all into it. And um, one of the people there said, man, because they was, they was uh, a little inebriated around me. <laughs> he said, man, I ain't never heard music like this. And he's all, <sighs> he's all having a, just, he's, he's just sloppy as he can be, right? He said, man, I would have paid them blah, blah, blah kind of money to get in here. He's just stumbling around like, okay, right on, brother. And I, I remember, I've been remembering that for like 35 years. I've been flashing back. I'm like, that brother was really out there that night, man. But he was, all, he was, just, but he was in this total appreciation for the music. He was just all, oh. He was just all toe up. We sometimes have gotten used to the quality of what we have. And we don't fully enter in when we have opportunity. 
And sometimes we don't, we don't appreciate the spirit that comes in the room. And sometimes we forget that, you know what, I, I need to enter in. And no matter what my physical condition is, I need to be lifted in my spirit. I need to worship God in spirit and in truth. I need to enjoy the freedom that I have. Because there's a lot of stories about what happened outside. But they haven't got to me. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. I shared in the circle in the last period of time, our families had a lot of different challenges. A lot of different things happened. And in the middle of all those things, what has sustained us and helped us is remembering our God. Amen. What has sustained us and helped us has been remembering our God. Because troubles come and challenges come, but I am free. Amen. I'm free. Amen. I'm free. Amen. (laughs) I am free. (laughs) Amen. I am free. (laughs) Amen. So you're waiting for the revelation. That's it. I'm free. (laughs) You're waiting for the message. That's it. I'm free. Amen. And I'm free. And when I see freedom, I recognize freedom. And I can jump in on the freedom. Because I'm free. Amen. And you are free. Amen. Because he whom the Son sets free, they shall be free indeed. Amen. Amen. Don't let somebody persuade you that you're not free. Don't let your circumstances persuade you that you're not free. Amen. Don't let a devil sitting next to you whisper in your ear, you ain't free. You ain't free. Oh, she said, she said, you a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's what you need to tell him. I am free. You a lie. Matter of fact, Jesus said you were a liar. <laughs> Amen. I knew you was coming. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You are free. You need to write it down and make it plain. The Lord said, I'm free. You need to put, find a piece of paper and you need to write, the Lord said, I'm free. Amen. I, was, I was, uh, went somewhere one day and I, I bought something. And when the guy gave me a change, it was a dollar bill that came back to me. And the dollar bill had written on it in pen. You are not a slave. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, that's true. I got that dollar bill hanging in my closet right now. Remind you, when you think about money, you are not a slave. Stop acting like you are. Amen. Amen. Stop acting like you're broke. Stop confessing that you're broke. Stop saying that. You are in a free economy to do as you please. Do something and get free. Amen. 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 You are not a slave. You are not a robot. You, you have, no, no, you have freedom. I'm free. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I am free. free. And say, and don't forget I am either. Come on. (laughs) Amen. We need to remember we're free. We need to remember we're free. We need to remind each other that we're free. Because when the enemy lies and says that you are not, you need to say, I am free. I am free. Because Jesus came that I might have life. 
and I might have it more. Yes, indeed. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the Spirit of God in this place today. Thank you for the movement of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for our sister who was able to move in the Spirit today and bless us with her presence. We thank you for the gifts and talents of God that are in your people. I thank you, Lord, that because she's connected by the body of Christ, that we benefit from the blessing of her gifts. Father, in the name of Jesus, continue to multiply the McAllister family. Continue to bless them, overflow them, cause them to be full and filled with the presence of your glory, Lord. Saturate them from the crowns of their heads to the sole of their feet with your mighty anointed presence, Lord. Let the words that flow from their mouths be so freely come forth with the gifts of the Spirit moving through them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you for words of wisdom and words of knowledge and prophetic utterances and tongues and interpretation, Lord, and power and faith to flow through them right now in the name of Jesus in such a way, Lord, that people are changed and transformed by the words from their mouth and from the actions of their, their, their bodies and spirits right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the blessing that they have been to us, Lord God. I thank you for the wisdom and the encouragement and the smile of grace, Lord, has flowed from both of them over the time that we've known them, Lord. And we thank you that you continue to put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. Let their bodies be strong to carry on the work of God. Let them be filled and strong, able to do all things, Lord. And I thank you right now for the blessing of the Lord, making them rich in all ways adding no sorrow with the blessing over their lives right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all of our leaders right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. As we celebrate the sixth year, Lord, we thank you for the anointing on their lives right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the grace and the mercy that is upon their lives, Lord. We thank you for the power of God being manifested in them. We thank you for the wisdom of God to move through them in such a way that they are empowered, Lord, to fulfill everything that you put on their heart to fulfill. We thank you, Lord, that we do not have a singular vision. We have a vision that includes all of us right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. And all of us are called. All of us have an anointing. All of us, Lord, are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think because of the Holy Ghost power that's on the inside of us. Lord, we thank you for words of truth, words of understanding, and appointed appointed divine appointments to be on our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for spreading and expanding us, Lord God, in tremendous ways, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be intercessors, Lord, praying for others, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for others, Lord, give us the words to engage them in our spirit right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for giving us the words of life, Lord, the words that will come forth from us like apples of gold on tablets of silver, Lord, to flow and be valuable to the hearer right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you right now for gifts that we have been sitting dormant in our lives, Lord, to be activated and brought forth right now in the name of Jesus. Even things we did not think were gifts, Lord, let them be revealed to us right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you right now for continuing to expand us and let us see ourselves, not as we should see ourselves, but see ourselves as you do, Lord God. Hallelujah. As tools available for your usage, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for most of all giving us the spirit of faith right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Above all, taking that shield of faith, Lord. That shield of faith. Mm. Let us be bold and confident in releasing those things that you've told us and commanded us to release. Father, right now, if there's any spirit of worry over our people, we break that thing right now in the name of Jesus. We break every spirit of worry. We break every spirit that is causing uh, discomfort in our lives. Right now, we thank you for the peace of God that goes past all understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that as that spirit of worry is broken from us, Lord, that the spirit of faith will rise mightily in us right now 
in the name of Jesus, Lord. I thank you for the spirit of faith doing a tremendous thing in us right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the grace of God, which is sufficient for us, Lord, to touch us and move through us right now. Thank you for listening to today's message titled The Journey, Part 24, Above the Circumstances, Part 2. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you're going to find more information about us, the church, and our events calendar and other messages that may be of interest to you. On our media page, you can catch our live stream worship service, which is broadcast every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. Slash media. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net or even feel free to join us for one of our live Sunday services. God bless. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.